Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Oh, he's so good. Why don't we give it up to team? Bring us into the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. You may all be seated. Uh, he's so good. Give me one second. I'm open this up. Wow. For those of you that don't know, obviously, well, you do know, but Carrie and Aaron, they had their baby, and it's a uh, and now I'm, uh, I'm taking Aaron's spot today um, as he's, you know, him and their baby there. He's trying to handle that as a new dad. So um, I'm glad that I could be here with you guys and I could speak today. But there's been some things burning on my heart. Um, so I've just been, uh, actually my wife and I, Sydney, we've been in the, we've been in actually in a time of fasting and prayer. We were, took a 21-day fast and uh we did a Daniel fast, only eating like no sugar, no meat, no dairy, all that stuff. But we took that time, and during that time, there was a lot of things that um, the Lord just began to do in my heart. That for a while, I was kind of like, you know, just just things that you don't realize. He was he was doing a lot of things inside, and so um, today I want to share a bit on that. I want to share a bit on on what on what God's been doing, but what I believe He wants to do for us as a church, as His bride tonight. Um, so, just so you guys know, you know, I want you guys, you guys got your mask on, but this is the interactive service. So I want you guys to respond when you agree with something. We're going we're gonna to respond together because I believe, you know, this is not just like me standing up here and me talking, but this is, I believe the Lord, it wants to speak to you, that the Spirit of God wants to speak to you today, you know, and sometimes what we need to get a breakthrough in our lives is we need to do something we haven't done before. See, because as many of us, you know, we go through the same motions, we do the same things. As a matter of fact, Albert Einstein said that to do the same thing over and over again is insanity. And I don't believe any of you are insane today. Amen? I don't believe any of you in this place are insane today. So I want us to... Allow ourselves to, maybe, to respond in a way maybe you hadn't responded before. That's why, you know, when, when we begin to interact with God, see, see, we come to minister to him. We actually come, you know, so a lot of times we think we just come to church to, you know, hear a good word, hear a good message, and then leave. Or to feel comfortable, you know, or to, to hang out with friends, which is all awesome things. These are all good things we get to do. But when we come together, guys, it's actually so powerful because we are his body. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that we are his bride. We're his bride. And he's the bridegroom. And when we enter into this place together, we have an opportunity to literally connect with the Father. We have an opportunity to minister to him and to love on him and to be filled by his love. And so that's what I believe he's wanting to do in your hearts today. Amen? He's going to do that today. So the, the title of what I'm going to be sharing today is, There Is More. Turn to your neighbor and say, there is more. I believe that, 
Um, there, there is more. And when, I, when I'm talking about more, I'm not talking about, you know, more pizza. I'm not talking about more, more money. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking, you'll find out what I'm talking about. But the title of what I'm talking about is There Is More. And so we're going to get what we're talking about today out of John 3. John 3, 26 to 30. So you guys can, can turn there with me if you'd like. Before we do, why don't we just all, let's close our eyes for a moment, all of us. Why don't you close your eyes? Why don't you just put your hands out in front of you? And I want you to say this with me. Holy Spirit. I can't hear you. Holy Spirit. Speak to me today. Change me today. Let me leave this place different than how I came in. Amen. So you're declaring that. You declared that today. You declared that today, and I believe that in each and every one of you, that is going to be a reality. That you're going to leave this place different than the way you came in. I really wish that this, this uh, fish bowl wasn't here. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you guys. I don't like this, you know. I like being right there with you guys, but it's the way it is for now. Yes, yes it is. Um, so, John 3, verse 26 to 30, it reads this. So John's disciples came to him and said, Rabbi, the man you met on the other side of the Jordan River, the one you identified as the Messiah, he is, I mean, is also baptizing people. And everybody is going to him instead of coming to us. John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. You yourselves know how plainly I told you I am not the Messiah. I am only here to prepare the way for him. It is the bridegroom who marries the bride. And the bridegroom's friend is simply glad to stand with him and hear his vows. Therefore, I am filled with joy. Say with me, filled with joy. At his success. He must become greater and greater. And I must become less and less. Say with me, he must become greater. And I must become less. See, I'm going I'm to give a little, a little context of the story here. For those of you that may not know. So, at the time, John was preparing the way for Jesus to come, for the Messiah to come. And so, at this point here, the Messiah had actually already, he, he had come, he had actually shown himself to John the Baptist. John the Baptist actually had baptized him, and, and that was actually a significant point at pretty much the start of Jesus' ministry, um, that, that John had that, the whole purpose of why he was here was to prepare the way, and so he had done that, and, uh, and he had trained up, he had disciples that were doing the same. And so here you see now his disciples are like, wait, what? Come on, like, why is... Why is he taking our spot? Why is he taking our spotlight? Why is he taking our place? How come he's got all the people now and I got nobody? What, the, what is this? What's up with this? 
And, and, and John is saying to him in this moment, he's saying, this, isn't this what you guys were all waiting for? Isn't this the whole reason for what we did? The whole reason for what we did was for us to prepare this way for him. And now it's time for us to become less and for him to become more. And I want to actually read from you right now. I'm, just, I'm giving you a little context. We're going to go, you're going to go on a little journey with me today, okay? And we're going to get somewhere today. We're going to land somewhere that I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to land today. But I want to give you the definition of that word greater. Or actually, in other translations, it says he must increase and we must decrease. But the definition, the Strong's definition for that, the Greek translation, there's, there's a couple different uh, definitions of that. Is, is cause to increase, become greater, increase, grow, um, or to enlarge, to grow or to enlarge. And, and I want to I I make this point to you today that in our lives, in the way that we live our lives, many of us, we've either, you know, you, if you're in this room, you're, you're either you want Jesus or you are, you, you've, you've given your life to Jesus. Or maybe you don't know what you want yet. But if you're in this room right now, I want to tell you something. That you're seeking for more. You want more. You know, we're, we're, we're in this place where, you know, sometimes I think we think that having more is bad. But actually, having more of Jesus just means having less of you. And see, in this place, when you, when you, when you really break down what, what's happening here, is that in your life, what's supposed to happen is that when Jesus steps on the scene in your life, Everything changes. See, for many of us, when you've, when you've had that experience with God, that first time that you gave your life to Jesus and you had an incredible experience or whatever it is, maybe, maybe it wasn't that, maybe it was just you said yes to him. But wherever you're at and you've said yes to Jesus, sometimes we think that's it. Sometimes we think, okay, yep, I said it. Now I got a label. I'm a Christian, you know. And I got that. And I got that label on my chest. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a Christian. I know Jesus, and, and that's where it ends. But the problems in my life still are the same. I'm still overwhelmed by all the same things. My character is not really changing. I'm not really being transformed. I look the same way as I did before. Or maybe you started. There was a, there was a, there was a beginning of transformation that happened, but it stopped. Or maybe there was, there was something that happened that had an opportunity to stretch your faith or break your faith, and it broke it. Or maybe you're just in a place where you can't even see him and you can't even feel him. But I want you to know that he is here. And he's here to touch you. He's here to change you. He is here to minister to those areas of your heart that have gone cold. And when he comes, everything changes. When he steps on the scene, everything changes. See, John recognized that it was joyful for there to be more of Jesus and less of him. He, he saw that as being a joyful thing. But why did he see that to be a joyful thing? I'm going to actually get into 
I'm going to share something with you guys just from my own personal life, personal testimony. So over this last 21 days, we took, uh, Cindy and I took opportunity to pray and to fast and to just seek Jesus. And, and in my heart cry, what was, there was this cry in my heart. There was this cry where I was like, God, I know that there's more of you for me. But I feel like I'm not, I'm not tapping into it. Like the God of the Bible, the God of the Bible is powerful. The God of the Bible splits seas. The God of the Bible raises the dead, opens the eyes of the blind, heals the sick. The God of the Bible is powerful. And God, I was like, God, I don't, I feel like, and I said this to Sydney, I feel like I'm a 16-year-old wearing 12-year-old clothing. I feel like the clothes that I'm wearing right now in the spirit don't fit who, where I'm supposed to be with you. And I said this to God, and I was like, and I, I actually remember one night, I literally just, this is during our fast, and I, I, I just literally, I was in the bathroom, which for some reason, God always seems to give me the revelations to speak to me in the bathroom. I don't know why. It's, it's this bathroom Jesus experience <laughs> that I, I tend to have from time to time. But I'm literally just, I'm in the bathroom, and, and I remember I'm just there, just like, I got, I got worship music in my ears, and I'm like, and something in my soul just began to cry out, like, Lord, there's more of you. I want the more of you. Whatever it takes, God, whatever it takes for me to be who you've called me to be, for me to be where I'm supposed to be, for the things of this world to stop shaking me again and again, for anxiety to stop plaguing me again and again, worry to stop shaking the way that I think and the way that I view you and the people around me. God, I need more. I know that there's more. I know that you want to break fear. I know you want to break doubt. You want to break unbelief. And I believe there's some of you in this room today that feel that way. I believe there's some of you in this room that have this cry on the inside of your heart. Like, God, I know there's more, but I'm not there. And I know that in the spirit, we can, we can resonate with that. But this was my cry. And I remember in that moment, I just got down and I was just on my face and I'm just crying. and I'm just crying. I don't remember. It's maybe an hour. I was just crying. And I remember just this presence just all over me. I just, but I felt like that was the beginning of something. And so as, as it continued to go on and, and as I was, you know, continuing to press in, like, God, I want more. I want to see more of you. I remember being in a, another, uh, another moment in the bathroom. And, and I know I just said another moment, or maybe like a week later, another Jesus bathroom experience. And I'm there and I'm, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm not even, I'm just literally scrolling on my phone. I'm looking through to watch a video, and, and I, normally I, would, I was just going to watch like a, a basketball video, you know, NBA video, but I turned to, I clicked on a preaching, and automatically, it wasn't, it was, it was crazy, it was automatic, the Lord interrupted me, and he said, I'm putting a new hunger in your spirit, that's why you made this decision. <laughs> It was actually the craziest moment because it wasn't like watching the other video was wrong. It wasn't like it, watching their video had anything to do with anything else. But it was the fact that he was changing my appetite. 
my appetite in the spirit was changing. <laughs> and this, and this, might, this might be for some of you today. Maybe, maybe some of you today, you're saying, God, is, there's more. But you know, this is the thing. I, w- I want to tell you something right now. It's to have more of something means to have less of something. If, if you're going to have more, let's just give you an example. If you're going to have more uh, work, that means you're going to have less time. If you're going to have more pizza, that means you're going to have less body uh, muscle mass. <laughs> Every time that something increases in your life, something decreases in your life. And this is the same way that it is even in the spirit, guys. In the spirit, it is this way. That you have the ability to tap into way more. But there's there's something that has to give. There's a reason why Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. It wasn't just because he was saying it just to be uh, like, you know, like mean. It's because he knew that the only way that you could become more like him was to die to more of you. The only way that you could step into the fullness of who you were called to be and made to be in the image of God was to die to more of who you were. And that's why he said that. It was actually out of a position of love that he said that. See, Jesus always wants more of your life. Because you were created for more. I want you to say with me, I am created for more. Come on now, we're going to say that. Come on. See, at our youth group, what we do, we don't, we don't, we don't say it like that. Okay? Come on, we don't go, I'm just Come on, I want you guys to say it with me. I am created for more. Come on. See, we, we are created for so much more than we actually think we are. Not, because, not just because you're created to be the successful person in the world, but because the person who you truly, deep down in your conscience, want to be in God, you aren't. There's a person, there's, in each and every person's conscience, there's a God conscience. And even you, sometimes you don't even realize it. If you don't know God, you won't realize it. But deep down, what you want... What do people want? They want peace. They want joy. They want love. They want to be, they want to be free from anxiety. They want to be free from depression. They, they want to have a, a good family and, a, and, a, and, and somebody that can be slow to anger. And deep down, we want these things. Deep down, each person wants these things. But in order to receive that, something has to give. There's something that, 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 that God is requiring there to be less of in your life so you can have more of him. It's actually addition by subtraction. That's what it is. You get more of him when you get less of something else. And, and to continue this story of what I was saying, later on, a few, uh, a few uh, days later, here I am, I'm, I'm working away. And for those of you who don't know, I'm putting in 
this work to put together this. We've made a, a nonprofit basketball league, Christian basketball league. And so I'm putting in all this work uh, behind the scenes, doing all this stuff. And I run into some challenges. I run into some things. And these things are happening. And, and, and I felt like this is something that I was dealing with for months where just like these looping thoughts of worry and anxiety would just come. And they would come again. And, and then they would come again. And then they would come again. And I'm like, and I can't get these out of my head. Any of you ever have that? Any of you ever have those moments? And, and so these things are happening. And, uh, and then I go, I go upstairs to, to Sydney, and I say to her, I, say, I start telling her all these things. I don't know why all this is going on. I don't know why I got this at the last moment right before. I'm so, like, right now when work's done, I don't want to stop working. I feel like I got to keep working. Meanwhile, Jess and Mike were coming over to hang out with us. And I'm like, ah, I feel like I just need a little more time to work. And, and I'm just like giving her all my, all my anxieties and all my worries. And she's like, I think you need to go pray. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, my mentor uh, in Kingston, his name's Cam, he always tells me that the voice of God a lot of the time sounds like your wife. <laughs> and uh, this is one of those moments, for sure. And um, I was like, yeah, you're right. And I remember I, I went, I just went, and I, I went to go pray. And I just, it wasn't just like a, it wasn't just like a scripted prayer, it was, it was literally just me being like, God, I'm, I'm worried. I'm overwhelmed. There's so many things. All this stuff is happening, and I feel like it's, it's, it doesn't stop, and I can't get it off my mind. And he was like, the first thing he did, he stopped me. And he said to me, this is what trust looks like. And then I was like, okay, okay, I just need to trust you. But he didn't stop there. He actually continued, and in my my spiritual eyes and my spiritual mind, I actually saw a picture of him taking these worries and taking these burdens and putting them on his side. And he said to me, he said, I'm just responsible for this as you are. And in that moment, something broke. Like, I mean, like something snapped on the inside of me. Like, I mean, something completely shifted inside of my heart. And, and, and I came out of that room like, whoa, what just happened? I felt like, like a million pounds just got lifted off of me. And it was this place where I was like, I felt like I got delivered of anxiety and worry and these things. And I remember then just like going to Sydney and saying, Sydney, like, well, I don't know what just happened. This is crazy. And then the next day comes around, and I expect to feel that way, and I don't feel that way. The day afterwards comes, and I think I'm going to feel that way, and then I don't feel that way. And these ringing ears of the Lord, I mean, this ringing voice of the Lord, it keeps con continuing to ring in my ears. I'm just as responsible for this as you are. I'm just as responsible as, for you, as you are. And I just can't get it out. And I'm just like, wow, I'm like, this is what it's supposed to be. Like, I'm supposed to be free. <laughs> you know, it's normal to be free. It's not normal to be filled with anxiety. You know, the, the world wants to make you feel like all you need to do is just, you know, cover it up. Just make, make yourself as comfortable as possible in your anxiety and in your depression and in your worry. Just make yourself as comfortable as possible. Just snuggle up to it on the bed. That's not, that's not what you were created for. That is a place of defeat.
But we have the victory. Come on, come on. We have the victory. Come on, we have the victory in Christ. We're not meant to live like that. We're not created to live bound. We're not created to live captive to these things. But you're saying to me today, Daniel, yes, but I've tried it. Why isn't it working? You're saying to me today, I don't understand why I'm the same way. I keep coming to church. That's not what the Lord requires. I want to ask you this. Have you tried replacing that anxiety with more of him? I want to ask you, have you tried giving him more of yourself? See, because you think it's hard, but it's really easy. It's just surrender. All it is is saying, Jesus, I'm, I'm broken right now. I'm a mess. But I know that you're good. And I know that in you is perfection. I know that in you that you are the Prince of Peace. I know that that's you, who you are. Jesus, I'm not that, but I'm here. And when you, when you walk in that place with that mindset and with that heart, you're going to begin to see your appetite is going to change. As you begin to find scripture in the Word of God that, by the way, is alive and living, and I want you to know that it's not a history book, that it actually is for now, that everything in it is for you now, that God wants to, to, to open his word to you now and bring it alive to you now like never before by his spirit. And if you begin to just to begin to take that time, separate that time that maybe instead of watching another video on TikTok or on Instagram or some of you that don't that aren't on that because I'm not talking to youth, you know, Netflix or, you know, talking to friends about your problems instead. Why don't we why don't we replace that with more of him? You guys, if we want to step into what he is calling us to in this hour, because he's not calling the church to just sit down and hunker down and wait for the day of his return. He is calling us to be the church to the world around us, to be a city set on a hill, to be a light, to be salt. But we can't, if in our own selves we don't see the light, if in our own lives we're still blinded, but this is what God is calling us to. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence and your spirit in this place tonight. I pray that you would just open up every heart right now. One of the things I heard in the spirit before I came today was that there are some
Hello? There we go. There we go. So one of the things I heard in the spirit just before I came today, and I don't know why I heard this, but that there is some that still have past traumas that have kept them. That have kept them away. That have kept them bound. That have kept them away from the things that God has for them. And I believe that today God is going to set you free if that's you. And if you're in this room, and just so you know, trauma doesn't have to be physical abuse, nor does it have to be. It could be something that happened around you, something that you saw, something that you heard. But I believe God wants to set some free today. And that, see, the hidden things are not revealed without more of him. There are only, there's only one way for him to operate in our hearts. We either prepare the way for him or we block the way. And if we go back to that verse in, in, in John 3, verse 23, 26 to 30. Um, actually, I'm going to go, yeah, if we go back to that verse there. You'll see that, you know, he was, that John was preparing the way for the bridegroom. But the bridegroom is the way. He is the way. And so one of the things I want to just reiterate to us is that when we allow, when we just open up the door to our hearts, even if no matter where you are right now, no matter how bound you might feel, no matter how how oppressed you might feel, no matter where you're at right now, if you would just open up your heart and just say, Jesus, more of you and less of me. More of you, Jesus, and less of my life. More of your desires and less of my desires. Your life will be filled. Your life will be filled. Your life will be filled. I'm telling you right now, your life will be filled See, the enemy wants to lie to you to, to tell you that he has greater pleasures. <laughs> he wants to tell you that he has greater pleasures. Why would you need to be here? Why would you need to spend time praying? Why would you need to get in the word of God? Why would you need to turn your attention to Jesus when I have greater things that numb the pain? Because numbing the pain isn't healing the pain. And the enemy cannot heal the pain. The enemy cannot heal your heart. The enemy cannot set you free. And I want to I want to read this to you. I'm, I'm just skipping to this verse because I feel like this is this is really really good. Um, in in Psalm sixteen eleven, it says this. It says, "You will show me the path of life. In your presence." is fullness of joy. Say with me, fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You're going to tell me that the God that we serve isn't a God of pleasures? You're going to tell me that there's something greater that you can receive anywhere else? It says that his pleasures are forevermore. That means that they're ongoing. That means that they don't stop. And the more of him you receive, the more that you'll receive.
See, we aren't being led by him if we aren't full of joy. See, this verse actually convicted me because I read it and I was like, oh, if in your presence, if in your presence is fullness of joy, and by the way, just so you know, the presence of God is his person and his person lives inside of you. So that means that wherever you go, that you actually carry the presence of God. You actually get to carry the presence of God. You carry it. Come on, I don't know if you get this yet. You carry the presence of God. That he lives inside of you. And because of this, his joy needs to flow out of our lives. But it can't flow out of our lives if we actually aren't being led by him. Because this verse starts off by saying, you will show me the path of life. Which means if he's showing you the path of life, it means that he's actually leading your life. It means that you've already allowed him to lead your life. If he is not leading your life every day, then you're not going to feel the fullness of joy in your life. See, today as I was, as I was, as I was um, just worshiping the Lord and I was just praying today, I... I, I literally just, I heard the Lord say, I want to be your everything again. I want to be your everything again. But then I didn't just hear him say it for me. I heard him say it over you. I heard him say it over you. That I want to be your everything. Come on, would you just hear this from the Spirit of God? That he wants to be everything, all things to you. There's nothing outside of him. There's nothing that he doesn't have that is outside of him. He wants to be your everything. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just going to read this last verse here in, in John. And I'm, we're going we're to give us some time to, to minister to the Lord. And we're going we're gonna to really begin to just give him everything. Because there is more, everything that you need, that you want, all of the, 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 the like we just talked about, the peace, the joy of the Lord, but also the miraculous, the power of God, revival that we want to see. All these things we want to see God do. We want to see him move in this mighty way over our city and over our nation. We want to see him do these mighty things. And that comes from the place of saying more of you and less of me. More of you. Because when you're, the revival that is supposed to come to your heart can only come with more of him. We've lived too long in this place, in, in this, this state of, of religiosity, where we feel like because we have said the sinner's prayer, because we, have, we, we do these awesome things, that that means that that's all I need. And that's that place of comfort. But what God is calling us into it's to be a generation that would shake our nation. He's calling us that we would shake our city with the love and the power of God, with the spirit of God. And that's going to come 
when we allow him to remove everything else. See, what happened in that time of prayer and fasting was what happened was there was less of my own desires than what I wanted, and there was room. And you see, what we need to create is room. Some of you might say, man, I don't, I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really heard God before. I haven't really been used by God before. And I would ask you, have you given him room? Have you given him room? Have you let go of something to receive something? That's what he's asking for today. And it might seem hard. It might seem, and I want you to know, I'm not here preaching at you. I'm here because this is what God has spoken to me. I'm here because this is what God has been putting on my heart. Daniel, there is more that you're called to. And I heard the Lord say to me that the call on your life is going to require everything. And I want you to know that, that, that literally, guys, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Our life belongs to him. He bought us at a price, which means we're valued so much higher than we live. There's so much more. And I want us to see this. I want to I open up this verse in uh, John 3, verse 1 to 8. This is Nicodemus, who was one of the Pharisees at the time. And while most of the Pharisees of this time were coming against him, we're coming against Jesus, and we're persecuting Jesus. Nicodemus was one of those ones that he saw the ministry of Jesus, and he saw the miracles, and he saw these things, and he's like, wait, these things line up with what we see the, prof the prophetic, uh, the prophets prophesy about in the Old Testament. We've we, we, we seen this. And so Nicodemus sees this, and he's, he knows that there's got to be more. And, he's, and he says this, he's, it says this, it says, There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark, one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he says. He said, we all know that God has sent you to us. To, to, to teach us. He sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with us. I mean, that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean? Nicodemus exclaimed. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? That sounds really weird, right? But Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of heaven with uh, kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Say with me, spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind and can't tell where it comes from or where it is going. You can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. 
And what I want to say to you today is that when you were born again in him and born again in him, then that means that now you've been made first and foremost a spiritual being. But I would like to ask, what are we feeding ourselves? See, you were made a spiritual being first before you were made a physical being after you've given your life to Jesus. You're, you're, you've, been, you've been born again into a, a new man, a new creation, as the Bible says. And when he, when he says this, what he's saying to us is, is, the, is this, is that now I'm a spirit first. So everything that I need comes from the spirit. The reason why you feel like you lack so much is because you haven't been receiving what you need from the Spirit of God. The reason why I feel that way sometimes is because I haven't been receiving what I need from the Spirit of God. It's His Spirit that gives that to us. See, we weren't, we weren't not born again just to get into heaven, but for heaven to get in us. We weren't just born, we, we didn't just become, we didn't just get saved and then, you know, we get sucked into heaven. That means that there's more. That by itself tells us that there is more. Alone, that alone, that alone tells us that there is more. Because if that was all that it was, was to just say, Jesus, I give you my life, and I say this sinner's prayer, if that was it, then we would be gone. But we know that there's more. Because it's not it, that's not the case. He lives in you. And he wants to fill you. He wants to touch you to touch the world around you. Your life wasn't meant just for you. Your life wasn't meant just to now have a, a tickling feeling. Your life was meant to be a living vessel of Jesus here on the earth. To be a Christ-like one. One that would represent him rightly here on the earth. See, Nicodemus was seeking for more, even though he knew the scriptures because he saw Jesus. When you are born again, you go from pride to humility. Because here you see it is no longer about what a human can do for you, and no longer about what you can do for yourself. It's actually about, it all becomes all about him. It becomes all about him that your life is in him and through him. It's the reason why Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Because our life no longer becomes about what we can do, about what we can accomplish, but it all becomes about what he can give us, about who he is. That's, that's, that's where it all comes from and that's why that's where it all goes to, and that's why it's not about, we need that humility, that humble heart that would say, Holy Spirit, change my heart. That's why in the beginning I got you guys to all pray that today. Because it's time that we, we would just allow the Spirit of God to change the position of our hearts towards him. You go from being confident to humility. I mean, to, hu to you in your own humanity, to being reliant upon his spirit. The more you are searching for is found in him. 
the more that you are searching for is found in his spirit. Your humanity is limited. The more of us there is, the less of his spirit there is. I want you to notice today the secret to the miraculous and, the, and seeing what we see in the book of Acts, which is still alive today. The secret to that is actually found in more of him and less of us. That's where it's found. To see blind eyes open, to see the dead raised, to see the lame walk, it's more of him and less of us. See, I didn't say it was about your works. I didn't even say it was about your faith. I said it was about more of him and less of you. It means let him become your everything. And you will reveal to the world all that he is. If he would become your everything today, all over again, all over again, maybe for the first time. If you would let him become your everything today, I can, I can assure you and I can promise you that even in the hardest of situations, you will see the hand of the Lord in your life. You will see the power of God in your life. Why don't we all close our eyes right now? Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you. I want you to know that you're in, if you're in this room right now, you can, you can respond before God. If you need to get on your knees, if you need to cry out to him right now, you can respond before him. Because where his spirit is, freedom is. You can respond before him because he's here right now. I want us to just turn our attention to his face right now. Just turn our attention to him. Jesus. Jesus, we give you everything. Jesus, we lay our lives down before you. We lay our own agendas, our own pride down. We lay it all down before you today, Jesus. And I'm going to say this to some of you right now. You guys can all keep your eyes closed. You guys can just allow yourself to connect with the Father right now. Some of you have been afraid of losing relationships for more of him. Friendships, relationships, whatever it looks like. Some are afraid of losing control over their own life for more of him. Some are afraid of losing security for more of him. It's those walls on our hearts. Those things that have hurt us so much that we won't let anybody in. We're, we're afraid of losing that for more of him because we're afraid of getting hurt again. But I promise you, the king of kings who died for you, nobody else has done that. Some of you are afraid of losing influence for more of him. Some of you are afraid of what people are going to think. Afraid of 
how people are going to view you and your and everything that's in your life if you were to go after him with all that you are. Some of you are afraid of losing affirmation from man for more of him. But I'm going to read this verse one more time. Just one more time. I don't want this to sink deep. You will show me the path of life. And in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Which means if you lose it all, you receive it all. If you lose it all, you receive it all today. If you would give up all of you, you would receive all of him today. The sin that you struggle with, that deep, that deep dark secret of sin that you struggle with deep down, if you would give it to him today, you would gain everything. So right now I want to I call the worship team back up. And let's just stay in this place right now. And if you're here and you're saying, yeah, I, I need more. Uh, there is more. And I know there is more. You guys can end the live stream now. Let me actually pray for those of you that are on the live stream first. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone watching right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Father, right there in their home right now. Father, I pray, God, that right now that you would, you would touch them in their home. You'd fill them with your love. Those that feel lonely, those that feel hopeless right now, would you touch them in their home? Would you set them free right now? In Jesus' name. Thank you for the price that you paid for their life. And I pray, God, that they would decide today to give you everything. And Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.